Hello and welcome back to The Horror Diet, another episode with me, your host, Liv Sampaio. So in today's episode, I'm discussing the mind, delving into psychology and what it does within the horror genre and why we love this type of horror movie. Before we start, just a warning to those who have not yet seen the film Greta that this episode does contain spoilers. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. So firstly, I want to go over what psychology or psychological horrors, thrillers are and why we enjoy them. So my understanding of a psychological horror is that the aim of the game is to create dread of like a common emotional fear and exposing our vulnerabilities such as paranoia and distrusting people and having suspicious instincts about someone or something and also doubting ourselves believing we cannot do something and the fear and the anxiety that comes with that I'm sure many of us can relate to that to these like I know when I start a new job I'm always doubting myself believing I can't do it I'm I'm not clever enough what if I can't pick that up quick enough my anxiety hits the roof and and this is a common fear for like a lot of us going into a new environment being vulnerable and not having a clue about our surroundings and like this is a danger because it could be seen to be where we are like the most naive self so with all this in mind the genre sometimes challenges us it can often reveal some darker parts of the human psyche uh, our most inner thoughts memories etc that we've tried like we've either tried to deny or push so far back into our minds that these types of films let us express like the darker side that like, I don't know um I mean f- f- um Freud swears by it. it's one of his theories um and to some extent I agree I do feel that these films can be considered as some sort of of cop a coping method for things we may have dealt with in our own past lives. Um, I'm not saying it's for everyone and it's certainly not for me, but I can see how it could be, and especially those with anger problems. I tend to watch these type of films because of the suspense. Um, and I, I do understand like if people have anger issues or dealing with things in the past that this could be like some sort of relief for them and I do get that um but yeah I mainly watched them because of the suspense and confusion of trying to understand the narrative and the plot because this type of genre makes like the audience members question their own perceptions of reality and we start doubting our own sanity Everything in life, in like real life, we feel we need to understand. Um, so everything must have like a beginning, middle, and end, and should be in order. And when it's not, when the narrative is taken out of context, and there are twists and turns in the story, we as audience members like to try and figure that out, like what's going on, and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the problem solving of these films. 
So, like, in Greta, we see Chloe Moretz's character's perception of her surroundings are a little distorted. Like, um, she becomes quite deluded and even hallucinates, which are also factors of um, psychological genre. If the character's mental health is questioned, um, then so is us as an audience member. Uh, We question our own um, mental health. Um, The genre tends to hide away from, like, fantasy of other horror genres, such as, like, having a monster, like, be the baddie, but instead, like, having situations more grounded in artistic realism like relies on eerie atmosphere and exploitation of both us as a viewer and the character's fears, like their imagination and anticipation of something bad is going to happen when in reality it might not. Um, so, yeah, like all these aspects is what, make up a psychological horror and we see the difference in in that than we would in I don't know um horrors that have monsters in and um aliens and things like that that aren't realistic this is this is um the difference in in the genres and the subgenres um i mean psychological horror films like date back to early 1900s so like 1934 1900s sorry 1934 i meant <laughs> um with like the black cat um i don't think many people really know or heard of that but obviously more well-known and, and um, considered films of this genre are, like, are the likes of uh, Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. Um, I think that's about, if I can remember, um, a baby that's... Uh, well, this woman's pregnant and they're quite religious and they believe she's carrying the devil's child and it's all about that basically it's a bit like the exorcist in a way um but yeah that these people manipulate her and like um make out that she's actually having this devil child and they treat her really badly basically so that's one of the earliest um and well-known psychological horrors also you've got the likes of like the shining by stephen uh, king um which is obviously an adaptation by uh, kubrick um you've got uh black swan the babadook um even more recent films like jordan peele's get out and us and obviously um the film that i'll be talking about which is greta um so obviously now that we've established what psychological horror is all about i want to get into more depth about the latest film i've seen um currently uh, recently rather uh, called greta uh, so before i continue just be warned there may be spoilers 
well, I say maybe, but no, there definitely will be spoilers. It wasn't largely advertised, this film, and it is more of a thriller than a horror. However, the same rules rules apply. Um, It's directed by Academy Award-winning Neil Jordan, who directed The Crying Game. Um, Probably not many people have heard of that either. Um, The film stars Isabel Huppert, I hope I've said that right, and Chloe Moretz, um, the one that went out with, what's his name, Brooklyn Beckham, that's the one, um, so people obviously probably may know from that, um, so yeah, Chloe Moretz's character is called Frances McCullen, um, She's a young waitress, which we learn in the first, like, five minutes of the film, who has just moved to New York uh, from Boston and discovers a bag on the subway, which I was a little disappointed at, really. I didn't expect her to find the bag straight away. Literally, the opening credits hadn't even finished, and it was that part of the film already. Um, She takes it to the lost and found, like any normal, kind person would do. Um, But... It's coincidentally closed and she has to take the bag home. After speaking with her streetwise roomie, who thinks she's insane and that they should just take the money and dump the bag, she decides to ignore her and and drop the bag off to the address on the ID card anyway, Um, which turns out to be a lady played by Isabella Huppert uh, called Greta. She's greeted by this um, French lady, or whom we presume is French by her accent and her love for Paris. But we uh, soon learn she's like a widow uh, and plays the piano, um, which she was taught by her husband. And it actually um, states that she's a piano teacher in like some uh, blurbs that I've read um, and plots that I've read. However, nothing um, in the story, in the in the film, actually gives away that she's a piano teacher. And for this to be true, the film would have no sense, really, because she's supposed to be this lonely woman. Yet if she had students coming over, playing... Um, piano and her teaching them all the time she wouldn't be lonely you know what I mean so I'm gonna rule that one out and say she's not a piano teacher she learned it from her husband and she just enjoys playing it so yeah she's not a piano teacher at all (laughs) we soon are questioning um there's some banging going on um when they're having a conversation in in Greta's house and um, Greta just shrugs it off and says it's the neighbours and that they're renovating and we think, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine, that's normal. Um, Weeks go by and Francis, the character that played by Moretz, um, has developed a strange friendship with Greta and her roomie sees this and is like... 
she's like, oh, what are you doing? This is this is bad. I've got a bad feeling about this. You're only feeling a void um, for your mother, who we learn has actually passed from cancer. Um, and we learned that earlier, earlier on in the film and that her father isn't really around much due to work. So we see her roomies like idea when she's saying you're feeling a void for your mother. Cause obviously she hasn't got a mother around at the mic. Well, at the moment ever, because she's obviously passed. Um, and then we discover that Greta's daughter um, well, has a daughter called Nicola, uh, who we believe to be in Paris. And Greta even goes as far as to speak to her on the phone. Um, and the pace builds up quite quickly after that, really. Um all of a sudden, Francis discovers more bags at Greta's house, identical to the one that she found at the beginning. And these bags have, like, names on and numbers, including Francis's name. And she spots one saying, um, Samantha Bale. Um, so now us as audience members, and maybe even Maretta's character is questioning, like, who is this Samantha and, and what's happened to her? So, obviously the psychological aspect is coming out there. Like we're starting to think and, and pre-create in our heads, like what's going on. Um, instead of continuing, I can't even talk today. Instead of continuing, um, with the evening, Francis, um, decides to call it a night and says like, she's unwell, uh, and wants to go home. She's just really disturbed by what she's seen in the cupboard, like the, the amount of bags that she just wants to go home and she tells Greta like she's just feeling unwell um and then after that she decides to avoid Greta but apparently Greta can't be avoided and (laughs) obsessively texts her and calls her and soon turns up at her place of work she tries to which I don't I don't understand how she knows where she works Unless they've, in these weeks of getting to know each other, we're assuming they've had a conversation where she's told her where she works. So that's all I can take from that, I guess. Um, so yeah, she te- she meet um, she turns up at her place of work. She tries to get um, Francis tries to get her done for harassment, but apparently that could take months. And maybe that is realistic. I know it's hard for the police to do anything quickly these days, but for our character, it's not ideal. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's a bit of realism there. And um, But then the obsessive behaviour from Greta increases and it gets worse. Um, and Francis does some digging and discovers that Nicola has actually been dead this whole time due to suicide. Um, cause she reaches out to, um, well, Nicola, but she actually, um, discovers it's Nicola's girlfriend who she meets in a cafe. Um, and Nicola's girlfriend's basically explaining like, oh, no, she's actually passed away. She never went to Paris. She's never been to Paris. Um, 
and that she died from suicide because of what's happened to her in the past. Um, and that there's this, um, Nicola mentions a box and she always thought it was a metaphor, but, um, she later on found out it wasn't. And we're just kind of taking this with a pinch of salt, really, because not much more is said on the situation and she doesn't go into more detail, which annoyed me slightly because um, I wanted a bit of a background story and how she came to find out it wasn't a metaphor. Obviously, we learn the truth and our protagonist later finds out what she's talking about. But in that moment, I thought it'd be a good idea to delve back into the past a little bit and understand Nicola and, and what happened there and maybe get an understanding of Greta as a person, um, as character and, and, and her backstory as well. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed there. Um, so then carrying on, um, our protagonist gets drugged and we see, see her hallucinate and she's actually drugged in her own flat this time. Again, where has Greta got her address from? I, I don't know. Again, it could be in these assumed conversations in these weeks leading up to this, um, that they could have had or just like a, a normal stalker does just follows her and uh, I guess she just found her that way um, which we know from film uh, not films TV series such as uh, You on Netflix um, that's like a, a stalkery um, storyline as well so obviously I can understand if she was to follow her like he does in in uh, you then yeah he would they would know where she lives it's easy i guess you just have to follow the person um <laughs> moving on <laughs> um so she starts hallucinating um she gets drugged in her flat and um the hallucin hallucinations acted out which makes the audience think for a minute which I really enjoyed as it was like really clever. We didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Um, but it resulted in Moretz's character being put inside the box that Nicola had previously been in herself in a room behind the piano, which if we go back to the beginning was where the banging was coming from earlier in the film. This makes us question that someone was in there the same time Francis, Moretz's character, went round to drop the bags back. Could this be Samantha Bale? And if so, where is she now? If Francis is in there now. You know what I mean? So, our questions are, are um, rapidly increasing. We're like on the ball, we're thinking, it's getting us going. So this bit of the film I'm quite enjoying. Our questions are, are later answered when suspicion arises from Frances's dad and her roomie, who believe that she's actually on holiday with the other one. So her dad thinks she's on holiday with her roommate. 
and her roommate thinks she's on holiday with her dad, which Greta's set up. She's um, sneakily plotted this by sending texts to them both, pretending to be Francis. Um, after what I can only presume to be weeks have gone by, there's no actual time frame. We don't actually know how long each process has been, how long they've been friends for, and also how long Francis has been kept in this place for. Um, so obviously we presume to, it, it's, this is weeks gone by, um, the two talk, so, um, the roommate and Francis's dad, they, um, obviously get suspicious, start talking to one another and they eventually meet up and they're like, oh, well, I thought she was with you. Well, I thought she was with you. And then they soon discover like oh well she's not been with either of them she must be somewhere else and obviously they've been told about Greta so their suspicion lies with her unfortunately they don't know anything about her other than um the roommate actually knows what she looks like uh, from a picture other than that they don't know where she lives and, and nothing else. So they hire a investigator who is not much help as unfortunately he gets drugged and shot as he goes into Greta's house um, and is put downstairs in the basement where we soon discover that's where Samantha Bale is. The other girl who's potentially been in that room the same time Chloe Maritz's character came to Greta's house for the first time and also the girl's name on the bag. Um, oh, and also Greta has a dog um, who Francis picked out with her, which has no relevance to the story. And I feel just was an attempt to show how unremorseful she could be um, with no care um, to any living thing that because she ends up drugging and killing the dog, which I just felt was cruel and wasn't necessary. She just, it just didn't need to be in there. It could have done it without it really. Um, so anyway, back to Samantha. So Samantha is found when Francis tries to escape, which is short lived because Greta gets her and locks her back away again. Um, we actually see Samantha take a breath and we're like, oh my God, she's still alive. Uh, but unfortunately, not for long. Poor Samantha. So the plot twist here is that Greta has placed another bag on the subway um, for another girl to pick up. And luckily, another girl, well, luckily for her, another girl shows up um, at the house. This time, we think it's just a regular naive girl like Frances. Um, except it's not. It's actually Frances's roommate dressed in disguise and um, we see her... Well, we don't actually see her. We see droplets of something going into a coffee and we assume it's Greta putting it in the girl's drink, but it's not. It turns out that it's the roommate putting Rufy, uh, Rufy's in her coffee Um when she was went away to the kitchen, which is clever. Um, she finds 
obviously um she finds that um the room behind the piano after chloe hears chloe i say uh, chloe but it's actually francis the character's name uh francis hears um some talking and she's like banging on the walls um, from the bed that she's tied up to um for someone to hear her and obviously her friend does she finds the room she finds her she un um ties her from the bed unfortunately there is a bit of a scrap between um them and uh greta um and greta's eventually left with uh being put inside the box um because obviously she's drugged she's still a bit um unwary of her surroundings um and she's unconscious and then she gets put into the box by francis and the roommate um and they lock it because because they have nothing else and no locks so i don't know what she locked francis up with but apparently there's no locks around um she ends up locking the box with a little statue um of or a little small replica of the Eiffel Tower, which she puts in the the gap, uh, the the lock, and um, the two girls go off. And then the ending, we see um, Greta banging away at the box, and you see the Eiffel Tower slightly moving inch by inch each time she's banging on the box, which would indicate that it will probably fall out sooner rather than later and um, would leave Greta to just walk free. So just we just hope the girls called the police in time. Also, one thing I forgot to highlight is that there's this whole thing about France and Paris and that Greta is meant to be French. However, when the investigator finds out her real identity, one being that she's a nurse which is obviously where she gets all the sedatives from um and her drugs that she's obviously stolen um from her time being a nurse but also he says she's hungarian so another unnecessary thing for me here is that she doesn't even need to be french and she still has the same name and looks the same so she's trying to hide or disguise herself by using a french accent it's just not going to work, love. Sorry, it's not. It's not happening. It just doesn't work. So it's just another pointless part of the movie for me here. Um, other than that, I've, I would say it was a pretty decent film. It was well shot. It's easy watching, uh, and if I had to rate it, I would probably rate it about five out of ten. It just what it was it just lacked suspense for me at times and just felt slightly rushed um but other than that well-rounded story just some bits needed tweaking some bits weren't relevant at all um and unnecessary um but yeah other than that i did enjoy it um so if you like the review and want to watch it yourself 
even though I've spoiled it now for you all, but I'm sure you you can develop your own understanding of it and probably want to go watch it yourself, um, which I do anyway with films. If someone spoils it for me, I still want to go see it because um, their opinion may differ from mine. So obviously that could be the same case in this situation. So if you do go see it, enjoy it. Um, be good to hear what you think of it as well. Um, and please, if you haven't done already, rate, subscribe, review, leave me comments below. Um, also what you'd like to hear from me. You can also message me on Instagram, which is at the horror diet podcast. Please follow me. You'll see updates on there of new episodes each and every week and obviously some new and exciting news will be on there as well. So please subscribe, like and share. Thank you.